Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot with Mike Tucker. I'm Mike Tucker. And I'm Elizabeth Talbot. Sometimes we don't realize that when we are going to talk about the story of this covenant between two friends, Mm -hmm. we don't realize what it cost Jonathan Mm. this covenant. You know, it's it's not that, I mean, David is on the losing side of this in in everybody's mind because, you know, he's running away. Saul doesn't like him. So what does he have to lose? Jonathan, on the other hand, is losing everything. Well, he's losing the chance to be king, but he's also losing a relationship with his father because his father feels like now that he's betraying him Mm -hmm. because he has chosen David. He says, you know, I think God's calling and his anointing is upon you and you should be the next king, not me. Yeah, yeah. And, And see, I don't know how many people are willing to surrender their own agenda to the big plan. I mean, I think, you know, when I see John the Baptist doing that, you know, when Jesus came and John said, oh, it's time for him to increase and for me to decrease. I mean, that takes a lot. It takes a whole lot because at one point, uh, John the Baptist had an incredible following. He was a very popular speaker. And yet he said, no, it's time for me to fade off the picture and let Jesus take over. Well, that's the same thing we see happening right here with Jonathan in 1 Samuel chapter 18. Yeah, we have here um, the first part of this covenant. The, The covenant at that time uh, they, they were the making of a covenant had three parts: a sign that you give, would give the other person, a sacrifice, and a spoken commitment. So these mm-hmm. were the three parts. And here we find Jonathan, who is the son of King Saul, who uh, Saul is still at the throne. And here he just sees David in a very special light. He thinks David is special; that God is with him, and he makes a covenant with David. Right. So we're we're gonna start here. Um, Let's start with verse three. Then David okay. made a Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as himself. Well, I love that because yeah. it doesn't say that he made a covenant because. David loved him back. No, he didn't. <laughs> this is a, a big issue here because Jonathan decides to make a covenant with David. I mean, in the Old Testament, usually God initiates this unilateral covenants mm-hmm. with us. And, and I think that it's important to point out the difference between, again, we've done this before, but the difference between a covenant and a contract. A contract depends upon two parties to perform in order for the contract to be filled, party A and party B. A covenant, though, only depends upon one party, and that is the party making the covenant. He says, because we are in relationship, this is what I will do for you. And Jonathan is here saying, because I love you, David, this is what I'm going to do for you. And he follows this up with verse 4. Yeah, and here we have the beginning of the signs that will ratify this mm-hmm. this covenant. Uh, verse 4, Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was on him and gave it to David with his armor, including his sword and his bow and his belt. So here we have um, uh, the sign that is given. Now, what might not be as uh, clear as in other covenants in the Bible is what is the sacrifice here? Mm-hmm. But maybe we can bring it to light. What is the sacrifice Well, here? let's take a look at what, what we're told here. Let's skip on over to uh, chapter 20, if we could, please. Uh, and we'll start with verse 14 here. Uh, and again, 1 Samuel chapter 20, verse 14 says, If I am still alive, will you not show me the loving kindness of the Lord that I may not die? You shall not cut off your loving kindness from my house forever, not even when the Lord cuts off every one of the enemies of David from the face of the earth. So Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David, saying, May the Lord require it at the hands of David's enemies. 
Okay, now what happens is what happened back in chapter 18 now is going to be ratified in a spoken commitment between Jonathan and David. And and the issue here is when Jonathan gave David the robe, the sword, the armor, what he actually did, he gave what is called regalia, mm-hmm. all the all the um, all the paraphernalia that symbolized the fact that he was the prince in waiting, the next king to be. Yeah, don't forget that the tunics or robes in the Bible uh, symbolize roles that mm-hmm. people are playing. And Jonathan is the prince. Mm-hmm. When he gives away his robe, and he has he, sacrificed the opportunity to be king. Yeah, he becomes the sacrifice. He he's no longer the one that will be king. Somehow, somewhere, he realized that God was with David, and we're told over and over again that God was with David, prospering David. And Jonathan realized that David would be the next king. So right. this is not just a covenant of friendship. This is saying, I submit my agenda to God's agenda. Yes, I should be the king, but you're getting the kingly role. So he has sacrificed his opportunity to be king. In the passage that we just read here, he's talking about his commitment then. This is the covenant. This is my commitment to you. I'm going to, I, I'm, I'm submitting myself to you, and I'm asking that you be king, and, and I'm going to trust you with this. Yes, you know, many times in the Bible, characters are caught between their agenda and God's agenda. I mean, I can think of, for example, Joseph, you know, Joseph, Jesus' father, right? Mm-hmm. Mary gets pregnant out of wedlock. Yeah. And he says, okay, I'm going to divorce this woman. I mean, I want a faithful wife. And God says, look, I have an agenda. You're not going to believe this, but your wife is pregnant of the Holy Spirit, so please take her, mm-hmm. and he submits his own agenda to God's agenda in that moment. I mean, this is a and difficult thing. And this was not an easy thing to do, because in that day, the, the penalty for adultery or for, for a woman who was pregnant out of wedlock was death. Mm-hmm. And he could have easily put her aside. In fact, in Old Testament times, he could have called for her death. Certainly in the New Testament times, when Rome was in charge, they weren't killing women anymore, so he could have easily put her aside either publicly or privately. He chose to do it more discreetly. But then God says, no, no, I've got... I've I've got another plan for you, and mm-hmm. it doesn't make a lot of sense to you right now, but you need to put aside your agenda of pride and trust me with this. This is going to be okay. Even when you have an agenda, for example, Jesus in Gethsemane, you know, mm-hmm. he is asking God, okay, if there's any way that this can pass from me, uh, but I'm going to submit my agenda to your agenda. Whatever mm-hmm. your will is, we'll do that, even though right now I would like it to pass if it's possible. Right. you know. So. so, Jonathan has made this covenant to David, and he's made himself the sacrifice. He says, you should be king, not me, mm-hmm. and here's the sign of that, here's the regalia, mm-hmm. and I, I'm sacrificing myself and my opportunity to be king, and I've made this commitment to you that you should be king. This really reminds us of another covenant uh, where there was a human sacrifice, and that is the covenant that Jesus Christ has made with us. You know, many times in the New Testament, we are told that God has made this covenant with us because He loved us in the same manner as, as is said here that Jonathan loved David. Uh, one of those places is First John chapter 4, where we are told that the reason for this covenant is not our love for God, but God's love for us. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite passages, verse 10 and it, on. It of, says, in this is love, not that we love God, because you notice it didn't say that David loved Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. It's Jonathan loved David, and that's why he made the commitment. In mm-hmm. this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. See, here we have God loving us, and then the sacrifice that is involving mm-hmm. the covenant. He sends his son. 
And he commits to abide in us in the moment that we confess with our mouth that Jesus is our Lord, then God is with us right. and we are with him. Mm-hmm. You know, so the whole concept of salvation is based on this type of unilateral covenants, mm-hmm. perhaps we can say, where God says, I love you and I have made the sacrifice for you. Now you can accept the covenant or reject the covenant, but I have already done the sacrifice and the sign. And that is based on love. You know, I grew up believing that salvation was a contract. Mm. You know, that God would give me something if I performed in a particular way. And it's not a contract, it is a covenant. Because I love you, I offer this to you, I've made the sacrifice, and it's yours for the taking if you will enter into relationship with me. The covenant is based on a relationship. Yeah, you know, um, going back to the story of 1 Samuel 20, um, David says, you know, your father's soul is angry with me. And, and Jonathan says, I don't understand why would he be? And David says, yes, he wants to kill me. So they go to this banquet um, and then um, Jonathan says, okay, I'm going to find out really how my father feels about David. And if David isn't really in danger, I'm going to come back and let him know. And we have this very tender scene after Saul says, yes, I want to kill him. Let's read from, uh, I'm going to read verse 30 and 31 or you can read please, it. Um, no, go ahead, okay. please. Verse 30 and 31 of 1 Samuel 20. Saul's anger burned against Jonathan, and he said to him, You son of a perverse, rebellious woman, do right. I not know that you're choosing the son of Jesse to your own shame and to the shame of your mother's nakedness? He says, wow. you are taking his side, he's saying, you know, mm-hmm. and you are dishonoring all of us here. For as long as the son of Jesse lives in on the earth, not just there, <laughs> neither you nor your kingdom will be established. Therefore, now send and bring him to me, for he must surely die. Wow. So at this point, Saul says, okay, you have to decide. You got to get off the fence. Yeah. And Jonathan gets off the fence on David's side. He does, side. but he gets off on David's side because he senses that God's agenda is more important than his own. It's even more important than his loyalty to his father. Mm-hmm. He wants to make sure that God's agenda is is seen through, and that cost him greatly. Yeah, it, it cost him the kingdom. Yeah, the kingdom and his relationship with his father. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it cost him a lot, but yet he was willing to do that simply because he recognized this is God's agenda, mm-hmm. and I need to stand tall for that agenda. And we have a beautiful, tender moment here when finally they realize they need to separate on verse 41. When the lad was gone, David rose from the south side and fell on his face to the ground and bowed three times and they kissed each other and wept together but David wept the more. And David realizes that this is it. They're not going to be able to be together anymore and Jonathan has made the biggest sacrifice that a person could make giving away his calling, his -hmm. his family ties, everything for David. And and David wept more because I think he recognized here exactly what it was that his friend Jonathan was sacrificing for him, Mm -hmm. exactly what it was that he was giving up, and and he felt unworthy, and yet he recognized it was God's plan. Mm -hmm. So, no wonder the tears were there because, again, this great man has made this sacrifice for me. You know, I think that when we get to heaven, um, we're going to weep in some yes. ways yes, because we we're going to we're going to realize what Jesus left for us when he made the covenant. He made the ultimate sacrifice. He gave his life for us. Uh, he recognized that this covenant could only be sealed by his death. But because he loved you, he made the covenant, he fulfilled the covenant. You know your response to him is more than tears. It's your love and adoration. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Jesus101Institute and follow us on Twitter at Jesus101Media. Until next time, live free.